Welcome back in, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, episode 146 of the Generates Podcast, coming to you live from my fucking basement. Uh, we got Bears-Eagles coming up this Sunday from what probably will be a frozen soldier field down on the shores of Lake Michigan. Uh, uh, maybe not the biggest game in the world, but it, I, I damn I damn sure think it's going to be an entertaining one. Two of the top quarterbacks uh, in the NFC going to be going at it Sunday. Uh, we got the rest of week 15. We got a little fucking scandal in the wrestling world. Mandy Rose is showing off her pussy everywhere. Uh, Alex Ovechkin hits a fucking hockey milestone. Uh, we got a little baseball, a couple big massive contracts, and maybe a couple other things we'll throw in here. Their fantasy playoffs start off this week. Uh, best of luck to everybody except for Allen. Um, we got a, like always got a little bit of gambling and uh, maybe a couple other miscellaneous things thrown in there. So without further ado, let me welcome you guys to the Generates podcast and welcome my uh, wonderful co-host Nicholas Johnston. Uh, how you doing on this Wednesday? It's Wednesday. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. Time for some dynamite later on today. It's going to be fun. I think we got winter is coming later tonight. MGF and Ricky Starks. It's going to be fun and exciting as it always oh, is yeah. on, uh, on a dynamite. But, you know, we're in the holiday spirit. I just got back from uh, doing some shopping. So I've been up and around, jumping everywhere. I was at the mall. I was over at the side store. Just a little bit of fun. It's just that's nice. You get the nice little Christmas spirit going and all that fun stuff and jazz. So you're going to be. uh Wrapping up Christmas presents soon, I think. And like I said, that's always nice to. I always like that time, just getting everything nice and organized and making sure everything's nice and cool. I, I always like giving out gifts and shit like that. Yeah, so. I do too. Yeah, and I found, yeah. I as much as I love give wrap or getting a gift or giving the gifts, I love finding unique wrapping paper. And I actually found Star Wars Grogu wrapping paper where it's Baby oh, Yoda sick. Grogu holding like a Christmas present in his hands. So, uh, be give, I'm going to be wrapping everything in uh, the Grogu wrapping paper this year. Oh, that's awesome. It's <laughs> always fun. Yeah, we got that right around the corner. I know you just mentioned it, fantasy playoffs, fantasy, everything coming up. We got football. We got everything, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of basketball. I wanted to get into that. But, uh, I mean, yeah, anything you want to get off the top of the start? What do we want to – I know we got a little MLB, too. I think Carlos Correa made the move, unfortunately, not to the Cubs, but to the Giants. Is that That's what a lot of people are – yeah, hey, more about or super happy. Thirteen oh, years, thank God he didn't come to the fucking Cubs because I'm he not got all the judge money. Yeah, I don't want to pay that dude till he's fucking forty-two years old playing That's shortstop. So have fun on the fucking West Coast yeah, in uh, San yep. Francisco, which should be a pretty good team. They re-signed Jock Peterson. They bring in uh, Mitch Haniger from Seattle. He's a good power bat in the outfield there, and then obviously they get Carlos Correa. I actually just think they signed. Uh, a pitcher too, Sean a left-handed Sean Manaya. Yeah, we mentioned that last episode. They got Sean mm. Manaya. So decent little team out there. Uh, they were off to a hot start last year, and then Gabe Kapler decided to take knees for the uh, uh, national anthem and <laughs> down those the fucking season. You communists. So uh, they got a good little team over there, and you, especially they uh, they keep Mikey Stremski over there. I think they still got Wilmer Flores, who's a pretty good bat. So they do got a solid team over there, but. I'll say, as a Cubs fan, I wanted Correa. I am so happy we're not giving him 13 years, $350 million, whatever he got, because I don't want to be paying that dude into his early 40s. No, thank you. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of time. It's a lot of money for, I mean, he's a, he's a good, great player. Great yes, player. He is. He's a, he's I don't a, think he's worth 13 years. Yeah, that's he's a, a game-changing player, sure, but, I mean, it's it's definitely just not like, 
well-established that he's like, oh, that's a guaranteed almost home run. Like you would if you're like, oh, that's Aaron Judge. You're going to put him in for that situation, just shit like that. Um, yeah, like that's money you give Trey Turner. Trey yeah. Turner deserved the contract that he got. Xander Bogarts, um, it, it, it's going to happen with Dansby Swanson now, like it or not. Uh, and now with Carlos Correa, definitely a little overpaid, but that's just how baseball is nowadays. If you want to go out in in this day and age with no salary caps and all the money in the world to spend, you're going to have to overpay for the big names yeah. like that. And uh, uh, yeah, what, 13 years, like I said, 350, 360 million. That's a, that's a lot of fucking money for uh, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he is no no fucking superstar shortstop, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Oh, uh, what's their what's their plan with Brandon Crawford? Then is there is he is it? Is I don't know. I don't. He's, over he's, on the same time. I, I think he's still. I think he's still on the team over there. He's been playing shortstop. Uh, you know his. He's still got the a great glove in yeah. in the in the outfield, but the, just offensively hasn't really been producing for him the last couple of years. He sort of transitions from, uh, you know, the everyday shortstop. Uh, you know, batting three hundred, sort of like he's like a power guy almost for them now. He only really. Yeah, you know, he's a left-handed bad, hits right-handed pitching well, and that's pretty it. So I don't know what they're going to do. I feel like it's going to be – on one hand, it's tough to bench – or not even bench, just move a, your 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 championship-winning gold glove uh, shortstop that's been there for a decade to another position. And on the other hand, you're giving Correa 13 years, 300-plus million dollars. He's probably going to want to play shortstop. So yeah. I don't know. They got an interesting situation there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I just had a thought on the top of my head. Hopefully, it comes back to me. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, we got a ton of other stuff to get into. Uh, I'm really, goddamn, I really wish I can remember that. I just had it on the tip of my tongue, but now my brain is just uh not clicking, not figuring it out. But uh, yeah, I guess we're just uh, gonna have to worry about it some other time. Uh, it, no, no, I don't. I can't remember it. Sorry. <laughs> Trying hard. Over I'm, I don't I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't want. I, if you're watching on the YouTube, you probably see the steam coming out of my ears. So, uh, yeah, no, it's yeah, not not worth it. If it if it is, I definitely would for sure remember it. Either way, uh, like I said, we can transition into, like I said, a little bit of Bears Eagles talk. Not a ton to get into, I suppose, but. I mean, we still want to see a little bit of good, but ultimately still want the loss. I understand that uh, right neck and neck with uh, the Broncos trying to keep that second place spot in the in terms of the drafting position. The, the While the Broncos also have probably most likely will have Russell Wilson out for this week. They're going up against the Cardinals, who will for sure have Colt McCoy going as uh, as uh, Kyler Murray is torn his ACL is going to be done for the season. Yeah, I think the Broncos, like you said right before we started, they're having. Uh, uh, oh, I just remembered what I was going to say about the Giants. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that they're actually getting this righty. I suppose I feel like you told me that they have a ton of left-handed at bats. Oh and... yeah, they have like seven of their nine position starters last year. Like our lefties, they have. A shit ton of lefties in that lineup. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah, good. Jock they... Peterson, Yastrzemski. Um, uh, I can't remember the fucking the center fielder, but yeah, they got they got a bunch of lefties over there. So good that they uh, got a right handed at bat and good enough that they uh, ruined my intro into talking about the Bears, like I said. But yeah, he's trying to <laughs> trying to simply transition back over into that. Uh, then we're, we want the Broncos to to win, and they actually can this week. The Broncos have a three point. Uh, three point favorites at home 
against the Colt McCoy led Cardinals. But like I said, we're not don't want to don't want to do, do too much scoreboard watching on somebody else's game. We want to mo- maintain and focus on losing our game over here against the Eagles, <laughs> which is definitely, definitely manageable. The Eagles are firing on all cylinders. Like we've said, they took care of the Giants just handily. I mean, I know the Giants are. They're flailing around. They're they're injured on some key p- key pieces. They don't have as much talent as they should. They've kind of just started out way better than they did, over overproduced, and they've kind of fallen and faded back to where they probably should have been at the beginning of the year. So, uh, you know, the Eagles are who they are. They're going to tear us apart. I see the total at 48 and a half, and damn, they can do it all by themselves right there. I'm sure the Bears will score. I don't want to sit here moan and groan too much, but. You know, it's a tough defense. They adding Ndamukong and Sue has really reinsured that this running defense just locks everybody down. They're getting a lot of healthy, a lot of healthy uh, people coming back on the defensive side. But over on the offensive side, we uh, we were kind of talking about this off air. Dallas Goddard's coming back from the IR. He's potential. He's a potential to play this week if he has most likely a full participation all week. He's probably going to be a full go. That's gonna just help out Jalen Hurts and make him not as run it and not have to run as much. That's always a threat as well. He got Devontae Smith. He got AJ Brown going to have Dallas Goddard. Uh, and then everybody else on the ground, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, if he's uh, healthy and ready to go But Boston Scott can still take seven, seven attempts and go 40 yards and score a touchdown like he did last week. So, I mean, there's just threats all over the place. Tons of, things that the bears are going to have to pay attention to and try and just manage. But ultimately, I mean, getting dogged like 28 to 10 or 28 to 16, 17, like that, that would be fun to just keep it manageable, but I can definitely sure. I can definitely see us getting just bl- absolutely just blown out. Just 35, nothing fucking 40, nothing, something like that. I, I don't know. This is, it's a tough one. I know, I, I, you know, of course I want to see Justin Fields produce, do well, score touchdowns and do something, but, I, it's, it's it's tough, and of course, when we want losses yeah. to to maintain our our draft stock and what we have, it's kind of just where we're at right now. So, uh, positive, I hear uh, Khalil Herbert is going to be practicing sometime soon, at least before Week 15. So that's good. I mean, that is the week that we're in right now. So good news right there. Not huge when, it, of course, this week, like I just said, who we're going up against a tough rushing defense, tough defense in general, just passing. And everything else in general. So uh, they got everything. They got a full plate here. The Bears do against the Eagles. Uh, anything I really missed or anything you got to capitalize on, touch upon? Yeah, no, it's pretty much you said everything. Um, we know we know what this game is going to be Sunday. Um, and I think I could say confidently, the, confidently that the Eagles have shown they are the most well-rounded, well-put-together team in the NFL right now, not just the NFC. Offensively, defensively. Um, they're, they're clicking, passing the game, running, passing the ball, running the ball, getting turnovers on defense. They are just playing all around great football right now. Um, and it's going to be tough. Um, it's <laughs> our defense is not gonna be able to stop this offense. Let's just be honest. I mean, um, it's nice to see Jack Sanborn flying around the field. Uh, sounds like we're going to get, um, Brisker, Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon back this game, both coming off. Uh, concussions so they'll be in the lineup a little help there uh, good to see the young guys you know stay healthy get in there get those reps in um, but we're not gonna be able to stop this fucking team they have way too many weapons that offensive line uh, with Jordan Mailata, um, Jason Kelsey Lane Johnson I mean that is probably 
Um, arguably up there with the 49ers with the best offensive line in, in the league right now. So um, they move the ball anywhere, any way. They can move it vertically with A.J. Brown. They can go left to right with their run game. They can beat you uh, short and over the middle um, with Dallas Goddard. They can beat you anywhere. And we've seen this defense is uh, – this Bears defense has been a fucking piece of Swiss cheese all year. So, um, yeah, I, I expect it to be a high-scoring game for the for at least the – I almost said the Phillies uh, for <laughs> the Eagles, um, but it will be a good test for Justin Fields and the Bear, this Bears offense. So I do think they are going to be able to put up points. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this Eagles team, they, they've been they, – this Eagles defense has been playing great football all year. Um, and just looking at, you know, the teams that the Bears and Justin Fields in, in particular has succeeded against, uh, the Patriots – good defense cowboys put up 29 points against a good defense uh i know the dolphins they've been iffy uh you know right after this was right after the bradley trubb trade we thought that that defense would maybe say take a step forward i'd say they're middle of the pack right now bears put up 32 on them uh put up 30 on the lions put up 24 on the falcons um obviously fields didn't play against the jets but uh you know this will be a good test i think if we're if we were able to put up uh 33 points, like I said, against the Patriots and 29 points against the Cowboys. We'll be able to move the ball and at least I don't think we'll be able to keep it close, but we'll we'll be able to score at least with this team. Yeah. So um, what, what, what did you say the line was? I know the Eagles are nine point favorites, 48 point, and a half, 48 and yeah. a half is the over. Under 48 and right a half. I'd probably, I'd take that. I would honestly take yeah. the over in that right there. Cause like you said, the Eagles could score 40 easily. And I think the bears, the Bears will get in the end zone one or yeah, I'd say two times, at least two times. Maybe fall in a third time, get a couple field goals in there. But um, it'll be it'll be another good test. Like I said, Justin Fields has played great um, all the games that he's been healthy in, um, and just going up against probably the best defense, if not, uh, you know, probably right behind the 49ers defensively, definitely a top five, um, top yeah, three in the league. And it'll it'll be a, it'll be another good test for this young offense. Yeah, I think I was a little too doom and gloom on uh, on how they're going to perform offensive wise. I think just thinking of just if we're going to go back to last week, and you know you can't always do that, of course. But if the Giants can score fourteen competitive points and then get a get a garbage time touchdown, and get, I think they yeah, finish with yeah. twenty two, I feel like the Bears can definitely put up twenty one competitive points and then maybe put up another yeah, garbage I feel like time this touchdown. Could, this could be like a. 38-17 or like a 41-20, 41-21 game, something yeah. like that, where it's not close, it's not competitive, but at least, you know, both teams are scoring. It's just this, we know this defense right now for the Bears is fucking in shambles, and that's why we're hoping, uh, you know, with a Broncos win, we solidify that second overall pick, uh, go out and get fucking Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, one of these defensive studs in the draft to sure up that defensive side of the ball because yeah. it's been it's been rough it's been rough this season yeah absolutely and I think yeah I think you're kind of right on that on that track of let's just maintain this spot in the draft I, I don't I don't really plan on us winning another game we get the Eagles right now next week the Bills we get the Dol- with the Lions and then we get the Vikings you know what though <clears throat> I agree but I guarantee the ba- the Bears beat either the Lions or the Vikings. That's, that's just that's how the it only goes. thing. I think the, Vi- the Vikings the Vikings game is definitely on the table only because I feel like the Vikings probably will bench people like Cousins. They'll probably bench Justin Jefferson. They'll probably end up benching Dalvin Cook and shit like yeah. that. So, I mean, I, I, I said a week or two ago, I'm, I, I think Alexander Madison can still 
help out and put up a good game and maybe a guy like KJ Osborne can still help out and, and score enough on the Bears, but that's still still a little scary knowing that probably the Bears are still going to be putting out their top top guys and still wanting to in their heart go out with a win or in some sort of something something like that just to keep their heads up high. But uh yeah that's that, that last game is a little little sketchy as of right now, a little up in the air, especially with the Vikings just not looking good. Even if with if they're gonna have their top guys and they're getting ransacked like they did against the Lions. I mean, that's just that just goes to show you how their how their season is going. They, I I just saw yeah. some saw some picture that like when he, whenever they show all the drag like they show the the smart looking dragon or the fierce looking one and another fierce one and then the dopey looking one. It's all the top NFC teams and it's just the Vikings as the dopey one because they're <laughs> the only one with a negative uh, plus minus on their on their point differential, which is insane that they have 10 wins and they're negative one in their point differential which is that just blows yeah i saw this other thing that was going around and it was uh (laughs) all the teams in the nfl if all their one score games were like flipped so like all your one score wins were one score losses and vice versa the vikings would be like one in (laughs) eleven like that's what it was like they would be like one in eleven and then like the good teams who at the top the eagles the 49ers the teams that have good records right now uh, the Chiefs, the Bills, they were all at the top of the list because they're winning games by multiple possessions. The Vikings, they were like one and eleven or like two and eleven at the by the very bottom of the list. So um, it just shows this team is a little fraudulent. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. If you're good on uh, Bears or anything else, preview wise, I mean, just uh, just don't want any mistakes out of fields. If he can just, like you said, look good, maintain himself, and just keep himself composed against a, a top-tier defense like the Eagles are, this will just lose more confidence going into next year and stuff like that into the next week, just knowing that for sure that this is our guy going forward. And I know this yeah. is he's basically locked that in as of right now, and we've said that a year in, week in and week out. So just keep letting us uh, keep saying that, I guess, is what is, is the goal for every single week here and out. And, uh yeah, like I said, just uh, maybe get an uptick in some positive news towards Khalil Herbert maybe coming back or something like that. Just a uh, more more positivity for for these guys. We want to see, want to see some production. Yeah. yeah, if you're good on that, we can go towards uh, really any other game you're looking forward to this week. We get a Thursday night, we get three Saturday nights, and we get a huge Sunday slate and a Monday night game. Oh boy, yeah. oh boy, we are getting some NFL football. Love and if, it. Most and if you're excited wonderful too, time of the year. Saturday is going to be a couple of bowl games this week for college college football wise. So make sure you maybe tune into that. I don't know anybody off the top of my head, but uh, oh I, yeah, the bowl yeah. season. And then right Sunday's the real football matchup. Hell yeah. Well, what is that? <laughs> the fucking World Cup. Oh, baby. get the fuck out of here! In the morning, <laughs> we're gonna wake up. It's gonna be a basically a London game. Seven. I don't know what time it is, but that's I think the championship is Sunday. But fucking yeah, it, it is gonna be a good week of football. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Holy fuck! Um, Yo, I mean, we don't think that is crazy about the World Cup. <laughs> you see that picture of Argentina? Just everyone in like the Buenos Aires, like yeah, the community square. So many yeah. fucking people. I know, insane. dude. Insane. Whenever insane. these giant globs of people, when it's like the whenever the parade was for the for the Cubs in Chicago, obviously, or yeah, probably like the remember Bo- the Blackhawks one at Millennium Park? Oh, Jesus. where there was over a million people at Millennium oh, Park. God. I remember. I remember that we were dead center. 
sardine packed in the middle of that thing. A bunch of fucking drunk, hungover 19 year olds <laughs> took the fucking train down there. We were dying, yeah, fucking we were swamp ass to the max, but we didn't give a fuck. Corey Crawford gets up there. Right. He's like, holy fucking shit, Chicago, whatever the fuck he says. And we we're all like, yeah, <laughs> we're all fucking just as fucked up as he was. But yeah, the the pictures that are coming out, uh, just the, the yeah, I, I did see that picture. That was insane. That like uh, just the, the fucking amount of people that are going out and just watching that game in the Times Square, whatever the fuck, not Times Square, but wherever the fuck that was. You know, yeah, what I that's mean? definitely like their big. I mean, the Buenos Aires, that's their that's their capital. So, I mean, that's yeah. just like the big that's probably the big like community circle or whatever, like I said. Uh, I'm not very cultured. Yeah, Scanlon, he's been there before. Uh, he's, he's our, not he's even a, Argentinian. Yeah, I know. He's our he's, little international he guy, though. He's, he's flying around everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, I mean, we don't got we don't got a deep dive into the into the Thursday night game, but I think this is going to be an entertaining Thursday night game just because of uh, you know how good the Seahawks have been offensively this year. So uh, I think it is going to be uh, you know on the road. The 49ers are three point favorites. Um, I, I still think they're going to win this game, but uh, it's going to be a fun one to watch. It's going to be a big one uh, fantasy-wise, obviously. A lot of people not going to have Debo. You know McCaffrey's out there. You know Kittle's out there. A lot of people are going to be leaning on Ayuk. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, a lot of people, they're both having great years. Metcalf, t- uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, we might get Kenneth Walker back this week, so a lot of Thursday night fantasy football implications going on in this one. And then for the people rolling the dice – you want to really win that fucking championship this year? They might be starting the fucking Mr. Irrelevant Iowa State Cyclone Brock Purdy. So, well, if anything, uh, a lot of people might be starting or questioning to start Geno Smith this week going up against yeah, a tough yeah, San Francisco 49ers defense. I think Brock Purdy might even be questionable to go into this game. So, a lot of people... Who's going to be their quarterback even, now? Yeah, exactly. Even weary God. of the fact of like, I mean, you're obviously going to start McCaffrey. He's going to get the ball 20, 20 times on the ground if he's not going to get it a couple times through the air regardless. But yeah, maybe a little hesitant to maybe start Kittle if Brock Purdy isn't the guy to go. And even, I mean, yeah, and even just with the injury designations, all of it being on Thursday nights, yeah. so you've got to make that decision earlier on. And the, the and the idea with Kenneth Walker, yeah. like, you know, it's it, even if he does get a full go, that probably do, give, does give you a good boost of confidence, but it's still like, is he 100%? Yeah, he, it could be like the team with, yeah. with Travis Homer or, or DJ Dallas. Is it DJ, DJ Dallas? DJ Homer? I don't know. DJ Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a tough, it's a very tough decision. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. I, luckily enough for me, I got both the bye weeks and both of the of the leagues that I'm carrying that I'm worrying about this year. So, uh, not I'm playing a little defense, you know, picking some people up, making looking at other like rosters and seeing if they're making moves and shit like that. So I'm still still obviously. Are still you fucking be... people over with their picks? Like if all oh, like a fucking Jim Bob the starter over there gets hurt, are you scooping up his backup just so no oh, one else? I mean, does? yeah, there's definitely. Good. I, I don't. I mean. For looking at my roster, I kind of like it how it is. If if something did happen, I would make moves to to block other people from getting a better better quarterback or getting a better defense or something like that. You got to do what you got to do. Fantasy is uh, it's, it's cutthroat. cutthroat. It's cutthroat, baby. So you got to do what you got to do. Uh, but I mean, yeah, this game this game can be a little a little weary, and that's why I, I hesitate to say that the Niners are guaranteed to have this game only because I love the defense, but. It's just Geno Smith is doing okay. You already made the mention of Lockett and Metcalf having solid, solid seasons. 
they're going to have to probably rely on the passing game because, I mean, even if Kenneth Walker goes, this is a they haven't they haven't let a uh, team rush for over 100 yards in like, I don't know, this whole season, I don't think so. Ooh. Yeah, so definitely a tough one to decide there. Uh, and even if it's not the team that they haven't had an individual rusher for sure go over 100 yards, I can guarantee that. Either way, that's a tough, it's very, very tough decision. I don't even, I wouldn't know anything about this game. I might just put my feet up and watch it and enjoy. Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the free bet that points bet gives us points bet code SYS9. They'll give you a, they'll give you a nice little uh, free bet come Thursday night, come Sunday during the day. And then of course on Monday night one as well. So that's always, that's always nice. Code SYS9, help us out, help you out. Hopefully they give out some free Saturday bets as well. Oh, that'd be nice. Throw, roll the dice, a little lightning bet. RIP uh, Drew Brees. <laughs> uh, like, what are the games that are uh, caught, sparking your interest? Speaking of lightning, I think Saturday, obviously, Colts Vikings. I think that'll be a snooze fest. Ravens yeah. Browns, that'll be ugly, just like fucking Ravens Steelers last week. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, looks like uh, Tyler Huntley um, actually practiced a little bit this week, and uh, what's his name? Uh, other quarterback Lamar Jackson still not practicing for the yeah. Ravens. So Bengals don't know fans what we're going to get watching there. that one, trying to make sure that yeah. the Ravens don't win, obviously. And I, looking at it right now, the Browns have a three point favorite. I think, you know, Deshaun Watson, he's looking really stinky the past couple games. He might, might get it just about right. Uh, the, I think the only question mark is if they're going to have a, a healthy, a fully healthy Amari Cooper. And the only thing that's other also, uh, puzzling me quite I'm like what's going on over here is Nick Chubb's utilization ever since Deshaun Watson has got in it's just like what's up what the hell is going on I have him in another league he's only really getting rushing yards he's not really getting any pass attempts or passing or targets or anything like that so I, I'm just like where's the disconnect right here why aren't we giving the ball to Nick Chubb 25 times I know we can I know the I said we but I mean I know the Browns can now rely maybe a little bit more on their arm they re- they like Deshaun Watson a little bit better than the Jacoby Brissett, but you gotta go to Nick Chubb. I'm I'm sorry, that's that's just ridiculous to, for him to only have maybe like less than 20 attempts in any sort of capacity. That's it's not a good way for the Browns to win the win a football game. And I know, was it last week or the week before? Uh, you know, they got they got shelled by the by the Bengals, but the week before they completely relied on their defense and, and beat the Texans. So. I don't know. I think the game plan definitely should be to go to Nick Chubb. That's just my mind. Yeah. If they want to have a and especially win, especially this time of year. If you're lucky enough to have one of those big bruiser power backs, uh, late in the season, everybody's banged up. It might be cold weather, especially in Cleveland or wherever you're playing. Um, and the Ravens unless run you're, obviously, really unless you're an adult. Good. Exactly. And then this is when this is a time of the year where a great run game can really take over and solidify and win teams games. Cause let's be honest, you're beat up, you're tweaked up. You got this banged up. you got a little injury. It's fucking 20 degrees outside and you got Derrick Henry or a fucking Nick Chubb or just, just one of these big fucking power running backs. Even, even like a Zeke Elliott who can be physical at times uh, you're going to have to fucking try and tackle that dude 25, 30 times a game. It, it definitely takes tolls on defenses late in the year. Physically so, and mentally. Um, you're looking at him coming yeah. at you you're like, fuck, I got to do this yeah. again. Fuck, I got to hit yeah. him again. Like, God. And I mean, you know, that's, like, that's actually a good transition, a good point to look, into, to look at a team like the Dolphins be like, hey, that's probably why they haven't been winning games as of late. They don't yeah. really have a reliable run game. They just had, no, Jeff not Wilson, at all. just had Jeff Wilson Jr. go out with a hip injury. Raheem Mostert, he's okay. He's just not the... 
the po- the powerhouse back like a Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry that you're going to rely on, that you're going to give the ball 30 to 35 times in his belly and say, hey, go. I mean, it's just not not the thing that they do. I know they have a huge passing opportunity, but just Tua hasn't looked at himself. And with the, with the Bills at home, they lost last time against the Dolphins really early in the beginning of the year. They're going to look to to redeem themselves and just absolutely pounce on the Dolphins, who, like we just said, looking they haven't been looking at as uh, look, looking as good as they have been. And the Bills want to solidify this number one seed. So. Yeah. Only thing I want to say about this one: huge fantasy implica- implications. Obviously, we know the wide receivers, the stars are going to be playing. Both quarterbacks, you're going to be starting them. There might be seven to nine inches of snow in Buffalo Saturday night, so keep an eye on the weather there. Uh, I know it, it's definitely hard to bench guys like Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. You're probably not benching them, but maybe like a Jalen Waddle, Tua, if you got a better, you know, suitable backup on the bench. I, in, in weather like that, I know it sounds crazy, but it, it might not be the worst no, decision no, in the I world. No, I get you. I mean, yeah. I would even be a little hesitant even after last week to be like, Diggs? Eh? Yeah, I mean, you're going to start. Honestly. You're going to start Diggs. You're going to start Josh Allen because even you get the upside of him rushing all the time. So yeah, yeah. that's nice. But yeah, I think you, you kind of hit it. If you're not, if it's not Tyreek Diggs or really Josh Allen, you know, Tua, I would think is probably even at the last couple part, last couple of games, he's definitely up in the air for like, all right, maybe have a better spot. Start yeah, like if you got Dak or like a, Trevor Lawrence or someone Ooh. on your bench that I mean, like, yeah, they're playing like, against each other and both, exactly. had, both have been red hot. I mean, the, exactly. Back you got an option like bad, that. Yeah. And you don't want to play with the Hawaiian guy in the fucking <laughs> snowball. I, that's not the worst option in the world. Yeah. And the only pivot I would say to not go for Waddle is just because he has been a little banged up as exactly. Yeah. Really been yeah. Himself. So again, it's understandable. You're like, well, you would, you would bench a top, a guy that's f- fifth in the league in receiving. And she's like, well, with a hamstring injury and a sloppy fucking snow game. Yeah. You're damn right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just not with it. You got to consider a lot of things. Absolutely. Uh, Sunday slate looking just as juicy as the other games. I'm, I'm sure, like you said, looking at the already went over bears, bears, Eagles. <laughs> Again, something, if you would have told me at the at week 15, you were going to love and enjoy the lines and the jets. Oh, I, been I like, knew you're, you were going insane. to it. I knew yeah. you were going to it. I'm yeah. excited too. Exactly. I mean, if you told me that at the beginning of the year, it'd be like, you're insane. You're, you're criminally insane. And if you don't step away from me, I'm going to call the police. But yeah, the lines and the jets and e- even right now, I saw actually, the, I think the lines were favored by a point when this opened, that could be wrong, but uh, this is going to be exciting. I know the jets, Jets at home, they're pretty good. Good defense. Going to be a little up in the air, mate, whether they have a healthy Mike White or if they go back to Zach Wilson. I don't really know what's the uh, what the go back and forth is there. But, I mean, the Lions are they're scary right now. Hey, Joe now. Flacco played a little bit the other day. Oh, that's true. That is actually true. Joe Flacco was the was the backup. I was like, whoa. When that when Adam Schefter tweet came out after yeah. that, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, when Mike when Mike White got folded in half like a fucking Dude, he got beat. fucking speared. Oh my god by Matt Milano. Oh yeah. Beautiful uh, form. Yeah. So that was that was fun. But uh I mean I I I heard this argument and I would and I don't know if you know if the Lions get somehow get in there. Just say like the Lions get in there and the Bucks get in there. Do you, are you more of afraid of a like a health like a healthy ready to go Lions team who's hungry and and just competitive as all hell, 
Are you yeah. still like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even have to finish this. Yeah. You don't really want to go am. up against the dead, right. a dead team like the Buccaneers, even with Tom Brady, who are people are still like, I don't know, Tom Brady, give an opportunity in the playoff. No, you might that do whole something. team just, the Buccaneers just seem defeated and flat. Every single time you see a clip from the sideline, the only person that really cares is Tom Brady. Yeah. It's like everyone else is just sort of sitting there, mopey look on their face. They're fucking sitting on a bench, sipping their Gatorade or whatever. Sidebar, did you see the video of the kid that got onto the sideline and was drinking out of Tom Brady's Gatorade bottle? No. I don't know what it was, but some kid found it and it had the tape that said TB12, and he drank it, and I don't know what it was. No one knows what it was. The kid didn't say what it was, but he he spit it out, and he made the most disgusting look on his face. He's like, what and he looked at the bottle he's like what the hell is this and then the video ended so that uh, that kid was fucking hilarious i don't know how i don't know who he was how he got on the field and how the fuck he got his bottle but i want to know held in a lab for testing i want to know hasn't seen his parents since yeah i want to know what was in that damn bottle i think tom brady's drinking like avocado juice or some sort of fucking fruitcake smoothie on the side i don't know what it is but it, it it made this kid audible not audibly visually like disturbed after yeah. he drank this. He was like, "What is in this?" Yeah, it's like he drank uh, not piss. <laughs> not a good look for the TB12 diet, I suppose. Yeah, uh, Lions Jets though. I mean, yeah, if you're in your mid forties right and you're still looking and performing like that, you're you're not eating anything good. It's yeah. uh, it's it's good for you, but it's like the most disgusting shit in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the flip side, a game that you, we should have been more excited for. I mean, just kind of while we're on the while we're on the conversation of them, Bengals Buccaneers uh, definitely should have been more competitive game. But the Bengals probably at this point, they're they're firing on all cylinders. They definitely way beyond their Super Bowl hangover. They they trumped fucking the Rams when it came to that. They got all of that and more. They might be done for a couple of years because of all that. However, the Bengals, like I said, looking good. Buccaneers on the flip side, completely terrible. They're in they're in shambles. They're they're three point dogs at home, and I for good reason. Uh, if they lose this game, the Panthers or uh, let's see, is it the uh, or the Falcons might slip into first place or be tied for first place in that division, which wow. is gross, just absolutely gross. Uh, yeah, no real comment on that game. If you did, sure, go for it. But uh, I mean, I also like Cowboys and Jags. If you had that one, that yeah, one? no, Bengals, Buccaneers. I think, I think that loss last week for the for the Buccaneers and just the way that they lost. The, if they, we know as fans, we we sit here and say there's there's good losses, there's bad losses. No one wants to lose if you're a professional athlete, but. At least if the Buccaneers lose that game and they stay competitive and may, maybe Brady had a last-second last drive where they came up just short and they were right in it with one of the best teams in the league in the 49ers, uh, even though they got their third-string quarterback in, then maybe you could be like, okay, the Bucs, they, you know, they got the roster, they got the talent, they got Brady. They could still do something even if they're six and seven, but just the way that they came out and got the app got absolutely embarrassed. I think that was the end of the line for them. So uh, I'm taking the Bengals. They're going to be in the fucking parlay this week, which I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the Bengals are completely rolling right now. There's conversations. People are having arguments and rightfully so that, uh, you know, it, 
uh, Joe Burrow might have been might have passed Josh Allen for that number two quarterback spot in the AFC. I can see it the way he's been playing recently, but um, yeah, this team is just That's completely rolling right say. now. Talent, it, it talent wise, I'm gonna to lean towards Josh Allen. I feel like he's just more of a freak athlete, but uh, I mean, I can. You can when you have the same weapons that Joe Burrow does. I'm sure that a lot. I'm not taking away anything that Joe Burrow is or has or talent wise, but it, it, there's a lot of he's got yeah, a lot of I, good pieces. I agree. I'd still I'd still put him third or fourth in the AFC in the quarterback, but just that they're having conversations now about it. Just just the conversations alone is showing yeah. how how good that team is playing right. Like now. in my mind, I'm just thinking about it right now. Jamar Chase and T Higgins can both be number ones on any team. Diggs Diggs is really their only true number one. I think Gabe Davis is a product of how good Josh Allen is. Yeah. He's definitely hit or miss depending on what he does. And it's more or less the same thing when it comes to guys like Tyler Boyd for Joe Burrow or something like that. So I'm, you know, I'm sure even Joel Mixon, Joel Mixon is a great running back when he's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just, just shit like that. I mean, and and comparatively so like Joe Mixon is better than Devin Singletary. So, I mean, just if we're flip flopping back and forth on that, that's, that's a fun one to consider, but yeah, I would still go with Josh Allen. Yeah. Sam, I'm putting him too right behind Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, looking at that. Cowboys, Jags, Cowboys, Jags, how we like, how we like a fun one. one. Yeah, um, uh, I, I've loved the way that uh, Trevor Lawrence has been playing as of late. Um, obviously, uh, I got him in one of my fantasy leagues. Unfortunately, not in the playoffs, so we're fighting not to get last. I don't want to do the punishment this year. Um, so we benched Tom Brady. We benched Mike Evans. We're going with fucking Trevor Lawrence and Tyler Lockett this week. So uh, they got me a win the last decision, dude. Tyler exactly. Lockett's a top ten receiver this exactly. year. Exactly. Sure. Fuck. Fuck. I've I've given up. Caught all a, he's caught a TD pass in six straight games. He's yeah. cooking. He's absolutely yeah. cooking. I've given yeah, up all yeah. hope. All hope in the Bucks. Uh, this Jaguars offense with uh, uh, with Zay Jones and uh, you know we thought Travis Etienne was going to be a star over there. He's been struggling as of late. It's really been. You know, it's really just been this passing game with Trevor Lawrence, uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. Uh, they've been cooking the last Evan couple Ingram weeks. Evan Ingram had an amazing Yeah, Evan Ingram would have. Holy week. fuck, where did that I think come he from? went where from, did that like, come from? Middle teens as he was, like, as a rank tight end this year. Like, middle teens. And then with that ex- that huge explosion, he went to number four on the year. Jeez. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's so, that just goes to show you how bad tight ends have been all year if you're, like, not. Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, or I mean, if maybe if you had a full healthy season like Dallas Goddard or something like that, but yeah, it's just crazy performances like that. I mean, Taysom Hill is still like a top five, top six tight end, even though he doesn't catch the ball, he just throws it every other day. So just something like that. But I mean, I think you're kind of on to something. Yeah, the Jags can maybe keep it close. I don't. They have a four point for the the four points right there. I can I can maybe see him keeping it within there. Maybe still losing to Dallas, but. Like we may may mention too, Dallas plays down to their competition when they should win games and win them by more than a touchdown or so. They keep it way closer than they should, almost lose them, and sometimes do end up losing them like they did against the Packers, like they almost did against the Houston Texans. So Mm this will be a fun one. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, like you just said, cooking up for Trevor Lawrence. And if if Travis Etienne is just – uh, just get, actually able to get somewhat of a better go. I know he's been a little, little banged up, not really the best as of late, but still all the, still all like the capability of just breaking off a 60 yard run at any point in time. So it's just, you definitely want him out there. You definitely want him playing. So on, on a game like that, so it's going to be high scoring. I think that's going to be great. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, that'll be a, that'll be a good game. Maybe take the over in that game. Maybe take the, 
the plus four on the on the Jags. I don't know. Maybe get a little cre- get a little greasy. Maybe maybe throw the money line on there. Maybe I will. Yeah, yeah. The volume is definitely there with ETN, and it's been there. It's just uh, last three weeks haven't hasn't really been producing uh, fantasy wise. And I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, you might have taken them in the middle rounds of your draft. Yeah, you hit it big for for six seven weeks there. Uh, but like I said, the last month of football hasn't really been playing. Uh, but I like like Nick said, don't don't fear. The volume is there. Uh, I think he'll have success against the Denver uh, against a good Denver defense. Um, but on the flip side, I think uh, that's going to be the key. The running backs for um, for Dallas. I mean, Tony Pollard and Zeke have just uh, we've we've gone back and forth. They the, the the Cowboys have gone back and forth. You know, starting Zeke earlier in the year. You see the emergence of Pollard. Everyone says Pollard has to be the number one. I think they're both number one over there yeah. right now. Like, really, they have the perfect going into the season. There was no doubt that it's like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the perfect, like, go to combo at the running back position. I'm arguing right now that Zeke, just as of right now, week 15. Zeke and Tony Pollard have taken over that number one without a doubt. Uh, yeah. Have taken over that number one. Tony yeah, Pollard yeah. is just explosive the in the, of the, year, yeah, in the receiving probably, the yeah. game. Yeah. You in the receiving that. game, he is unbelievable. Yeah. You yeah. And then, them. you know, you, you Go, get you close would. down to the goal line there and, and Zeke just finds his way into the end zone, gets those little two, three, four yard touchdown rushes. It's, it's the perfect combo right now. And obviously they get, uh, higher, a healthy Tyron Smith back at offense or the, their left tackle still got Zach Martin, the best guard in football. Um, they're just, uh, they, they found something with those, with that running back duo over there. And that's going to be their bread and butter going forward. I think both of them have good games this week against a, a pretty weak Jaguars defense. Um, so I think, uh, they're both must starts in fantasy. If you have them this week. Yeah, one two punches without a doubt. I think you're you're completely right. You you can without a doubt start Tony Pollard. You can without a doubt start Zeke at this point. It, they, it yeah. At the beginning of the year, people were probably like myself. They were probably like, oh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who are the who are the one you just said earlier? Uh, uh, I can't think. Of uh, probably like Kareem Hunt and yeah, Chubb. Hunt and yeah. Chubb was probably like everyone's one one A. And then I mean anyone on probably the Eagles running backs in the in this little vicinity. But at this point, they're kind of like a trio similar to the Ravens. How they how they run with three different people at this point too. Four different people if you want to include the quarterback. But yeah, I think that's uh definitely the the best thing you could say. Hey, you know, maybe a even healthy- a Dell. Even Delvin Cook Madison isn't too bad. Yeah, but I wouldn't start Madison without it. No, no, no. No, you're not getting. You're not getting. You you have the talent. There. Swift Jamal the, Williams. Yes, that's that's you another one start right there for sure. Them. Yeah, that's another one for sure there. And then you know if he was healthy, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson is for sure taking the the health the the full role right now. I think he might. I, I know he might be down and out this week. Not entirely sure. I think he was a little banged up on that Monday night game. We might actually get Damian Harris back this week. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I think the last game on on the docket for me that you know seemed interesting has like a little bit of fantasy for sure. And then just for these teams is going to definitely be important. Seven and six versus seven and six. The Titans versus the Chargers. Uh, you know, Chargers at home. Another one where they kind of just need to they need to win games similar to how the Titans need to win games. Not for the Titans they need to win to main, maintain the division, but they kind of. With the Colts still doing very, very bad, 
I don't know. Actually, you know, thinking about it, the Jags still have the possibility if they win this game against the Cowboys, but getting ahead of myself, Titans need to win this game for the, for the sake of their division. Chargers need to win this one for now for the sake of getting in the wild card and maintain that sort of, that sort of playoff uh, presence right there. So they need to get some wins. Very, very good one against, against the Dolphins the last week. Herbert had a phenomenal performance over 300 yards passing. I think he's uh, primed for a good spot right there, too. I think the Titans have one of the worst passing defenses in the league. So guys like Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams, and then hopefully uh, my boy Austin Eckler can do some uh, do some damage in the passing passing game, something like that. So I think that'll be nice. Uh, I think the Chargers might take it just for the sake of the sake of the fact that we've always argued that the Titans are kind of a little fraudulent. That's the word that we throw that F word around and. I think that's kind of sticking. That's the team that it's been sticking to as of right now. A little yeah. bit of Vikings for sure against the Titans. So anything on this game? Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the game where uh, the Chargers sort of pull away and maybe solidify themselves as either the one or two seed uh, wild card wise in the AFC. So uh, they got the Titans, the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos from here on out. And if they come out and you know, heaven forbid, they got to stay healthy. They got to keep Mike Williams and they have to keep Keenan Allen on that damn field. Uh, Cause as good as Joshua Palmer has been, he's, he's a number three wide receiver still. He, I know he's leading the team, but that's just because these guys haven't been healthy. Gerald you Everett saw, has been a little bit of a help as well. That's yeah, been, he yeah. has been, he has been, but you need, you saw when this is, this is like you said last week, this was last week. Uh, the chargers game was the first game where they had, Mike, you said it, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams enter the game and both leave the game healthy. And Keenan Allen had 12 catches for 90 yards and Mike Williams had a hundred plus and a touchdown. That's what they need that. They need that week in and week out. Justin Herbert needs that week in and week out because you can't be relying on Gerald Everett and Joshua Palmer and uh, DeAndre Carter to win you games every week. So I think from here on out, this is where the Chargers take away maybe lock up that number one wild card spot, number two wild card spot in the AFC. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to throw them in my parlay this week as well. Um, I just think uh, last week that was a, that was a coming and not a coming out game. That's a bad word, but that was just like a prove it game for Justin Herbert and the chargers team beating a very good dolphins team. So I think they're just going to build on that and build on that and build on that all the way uh, to the playoffs. So I'm going to take the chargers in this one. Yeah, Just a big, I've always been a big Herbert fan, too. I love Justin Herbert. I love Austin Eckler. I've always been a fan of Keenan Allen. Um, always been a fan, surprisingly, of Drew Tranquil, their middle linebacker on defense. He's just a, you know, yeah, I, I watched him a little bit at Notre Dame. He was a good linebacker over there. And he's just a very under-the-radar, underrated middle linebacker for them alongside Kenneth Murray, I think, is their other linebacker. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers and Justin Herbert on this one. Yeah, similar to you, I got a soft spot for Joey Bo. So he's a he's a big nosed white guy. So I mean, we, we got to <laughs> stick together. That's just how we got to do it over gotta here. Got to stick together. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, that's uh, that. Besides all the good offensive points, you know, they have a, they have a pretty solid defense. They were able to survive without Derwin James for some time. So hopefully, their defense is getting uh getting healthy and back together. And like I said, Daniel Joey Bosa also probably didn't didn't play for some time. Maybe he'll get back as well. I mean, the Titans the. They can still come in and, and fuck somebody's day up as well. I'm sure it's not like they're going to lay down and die. You know, Derrick Henry's going to still go out, go want to go out there and win and score. Uh, Ryan Tannehill hasn't been doing the worst, but just not obviously just not as good as everybody else's. And it's just Ryan Tannehill is just the bus driver of that team. 
Uh, only really need like 60% of your passes completed out of him, maybe one or two touchdowns to the air. As long as he's not turning the ball over, they don't lose. But sometimes that ends up being the case. And I know I don't think it was his fault necessarily last week, but two turnovers for sure on the offensive side. I think they both went Derrick Henry's way. But uh, yeah. It's, that's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a good AFC matchup and a good three o'clock game. Sometimes those three o'clock games are a little bit of a, a little bit of a snoozers. Uh, yeah, and the Monday night game, nothing too crazy. I think the Packers, while they're maybe not gonna be viable for a playoff spot, they're gonna be still convince themselves that they are. But they're just probably gonna pants the Rams. Like the Rams have no point, no point of even competing anymore. No more Stafford. I think they just officially shut down Cooper Cup for the year. And Aaron Donald's gonna be out again probably this week. Again, probably gonna shut him down for the rest of the year as well. Yeah, I'm that team's for completely Rams, in just shambles. For draft. Just for draft style. Just yeah, for the sake draft. of the Rams, like, you know, helping themselves out and, and helping the Bears out, it'd be nice for them to get another win and solidify that the that they're not going to slip back up to the number two or three spot. But it's not really looking good. You know, maybe they do keep it competitive with, I guess, Baker Mayfield maybe getting his first official start. I, th- I know that John Warfel, the guy, he started, but he handed it off three times, and then here comes Baker Mayfield to get all the glory. Yeah. So we'll see how that game goes. I'm not. Yeah, really you know the NFL like sitting in their office. They're they're in their office right now. They are pissed because when they put this schedule together, they're like, oh, week 15, Monday night, Aaron Rodgers and the Rams, both teams going to be buying for a playoff spot. Maybe both teams going for the division, big playoff implications on Monday night. No, it's the complete opposite. It's a Thursday night get... game. It's a week two Thursday night game. Is yeah, what it feels exactly. Like. It, yeah, honestly, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an ugly one on Monday. Yeah, night. I don't, I don't know when. When did that flip? When did that switch flip? Where the Thursday night games are almost like go to like prime honestly, time games. This and year, now the Monday night. Yeah, I think. Well, it no, I remember been... last year wasn't uh, the first game of the year was. Bucks Cowboys, I want to say, and we were all over at the compound watching yeah. it, and it was an amazing game that yeah. came down to the last drive. And maybe that was when they were like, "Okay, Thursday night is the good games from I now think, on." Yeah, when they finally yeah. had to start paying for the Thursday night games, like, "Hey, give us good games. We're not yeah. we're not screwing around." And now I think ESPN is getting the 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 bad end of the shaft right now. They're getting all the stinkers. They got. Patriots Cardinals. They get yeah Rams Rams Packers this week. Ugh. Not looking too Baker good. Baker Mayfield against fucking Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch about, it just for that. Just for yeah. that. Hopefully they get into like a fist fight or something after the game. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Uh, either way, that about wrapped up uh, games that we're looking at in week 15. Did you have any, I don't know, gambling? Anything else lingering on NFL games? Or anything I had, other? yeah. I had one little parlay that I've sort of been alluding to. A uh, little three-leg money line parlay. Actually oh, got pretty nice. good Pretty yeah, pretty good odds on it over here on points bet. Use promo code SYS9. Sign up now. Your first two fucking bets, risk free up to two grand. If you got a problem, you're gambling on fucking soccer at one in the afternoon like I was today. Probably call one eight hundred gambler. Uh like I said, I got a three little uh money line parlay. Uh, it's not letting me do the boost right now. Usually it's not until like weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, maybe they give you the boost. You might not be able to do the boost because you're not signed in. Make sure you sign in. That's always, that always see. gets me. That oh, yeah, me. that's it. That's yep. it. There you go. Okay, so we're signed in, logged in. What the fuck? Give me my fucking boost. Oh, it's still not giving it to me. Whatever. Uh, I'll just give you guys the, uh, the fucking bet straight up. Uh, Three-leg money line parlay. We got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, money line over the Colts. Uh, I think, uh, you know, even though a little fraudulent over there, I think that offense is still good enough to put up some points that the Colts just won't, won't be able to overcome over there. So 
Uh, I'll give a money line Vikings over there. Uh, the other two that I the sort of mentioned earlier, I'm going to take the Chargers money line over the Texans or over the Titans, excuse me, minus 160 there. Uh, and then I'm going to take the Bengals money line against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are done. They're cooked. AB's a- banging fucking Giselle. Uh, <laughs> she's in fucking Taiwan on the beach with her jujitsu trainer sucking his balls. Tom Brady's got like a new 19-year-old girlfriend. They're up until 3, 4 in the morning bucking every night. He don't got that energy anymore. So uh, he's going to be going up against the fucking, uh, you know, the Bengals who are clicking right now. I'm taking their money line. Um all three of those come out to plus 278. Again, Vikings, Chargers, and Bengals money line plus 278 only on points bet. Hell yeah. Love the sound of that. Love the sound of it. Uh, yeah, we'll be sure. I don't have any at the top of my head. I think just uh, the over in the Bears game is, I think that's going to be uh, been a go to as of late. And yeah, I just thought that, you know, fuck it. We'll roll the dice. Jags money line. I don't know what it is. Let's get it going. Let's let's see if we can just get it get that going. Um, if you were good on that, we can flip over to a little bit of NBA or maybe a little bit of NHL. I know we had Ovechkin scores 800th goal, and I just got a couple of comments on some new trophy designs for the NBA. But of course, I know we'll wrap up with a little wrestling like we usually do. So, dealer's choice. Yeah, what you want to go to? Knock this out real quick. Talk a little hockey. Obviously, big news last night. Alexander Ovechkin finally hits 800. He's one off Gordie Howe, uh, second all time in NHL in goal score or goals scored. And of course, he gets a hat trick last night on Tuesday night primetime hockey against the Chicago Blackhawks in Chicago. Um, and I was saying to Nick before we started recording, uh, obviously, NHL and ESPN, they got this new deal now. They really like to push their primetime game. So you're always getting the alerts whenever you're on Twitter, you see, you know, they're promoting the game Ovechkin versus cross or not Ovechkin. Yeah. Ovechkin versus Kane Tuesday night, Blackhawks versus uh, uh, Capitals watch as Ovechkin goes for 800. And I'm like, this dude's sitting at 797. Like he's still three off. I get the hype. I get that. They, they really want to build it up and see, get people to watch it. And, uh, um, I'm like, there's no way, there's no way he's going to get three. Like maybe if he gets to 98 or 99, you could really push this. Oh, he's three off. He's two off. He's one off. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way he's going to get three goals tonight. Man, was I wrong? 20 seconds into the game, Ovechkin scores a goal. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's definitely going to get it. Uh, about 10 minutes later in the first period, he scores a power play goal and he's one off. And then later in the game, uh, he gets an ugly one. I forgot who it was for check bad turnover for the Blackhawks puck squeaks out in front. He just taps it home. Greasy little goal had a nice little celebration. Um, entire bench or entire team came off the bench to celebrate Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, a couple other Blackhawks went up and congratulated him, and right, rightfully so. I think, uh, when it's all said and done, when he eventually decides to hang up the skates, he will be the greatest goal scorer uh, in in hockey history. I'm rooting for him um, to pass up uh, Wayne Gretzky, which I don't have the number in front of me. We went, we went over it a couple. He's weeks off ago. by about still, eighty or so. I think. Yeah, he's he's still he's still he's still a couple years away from breaking that record. Um, no, I mean, but congratulations! I, I was just hearing this earlier. I mean, Ovechkin has you know he's still still right there and not really necessarily in his prime but he's kind of in that little realm of like i guess tom brady where he could just get he kind of hit that sweet spot get another 30 goals next year or 40 you know he just he probably even has the upside of going 50 maybe that's real that's really like pushing it but i mean it's it's possible 
it's possible. I mean, yeah, is right the, now he's a diehard hockey fan. Really? Like, do they want Gretzky's records to be broken? Or is it just the idea of like records are meant to be broken? So let's do it. Yeah, I think I think this goal scorer one is definitely within range. He's 94 behind it. Gretzky yeah. sitting at 894. Obviously, Ovechkin just hit 800. Um, Ovechkin's easily going to be second of all time. He's going to break Gordie Howe here coming up soon. Um, yeah, it was but, pretty cool. Yeah, they like got they that. got them in a couple a couple of games. I think on Monday they play the Red Wings, so it would be a little narrative for them to break it there, tie it there. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I I I think I think it'll it'll definitely take another two and a half maybe three seasons for Ovechkin but it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all right now uh that dude's still an elite goal scorer in the league even at I think 37 years of age so um yeah I I wanted to and I think a lot of people want it to be broken uh just because of the fact that it doesn't matter like the, the 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 goal scoring record is great it's all fine and dandy but I think when people think of of Wayne Gretzky, it's a point record. Yeah, and that oh, is a weird talk. We were talking about this yesterday in a PlayStation party with a couple buddies. That is a record. Just think about this for a second. Just think about this. Everybody listening. That is a record in all of sports that will never even be sniffed. <laughs> no, no one will yeah. ever come close to it. I don't think like a lot of people, we know hockey isn't the most popular thing, especially now. The Blackhawks, one of the worst teams in the league. You probably, I, I don't watch as many games. I, I still stay tuned, watch games here and there. But um, hockey's definitely out of the top four, even five major sports in in North America. It is, it is not nowhere near baseball, uh, basketball, um, NHL or NFL. We all know that. Um, but just to think, like his record of points will never ever 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 be touched never no one will ever come close to that you can take away every single goal all all 894 of Wayne Gretzky's goals you can take away and he's still the all-time leader in points in the NHL and that is a couple it is it is still by a couple hundred yeah it's astronomical and uh yeah, I think that's the I think that's the stat that everybody really cares of because it'll it'll never be broken. Yeah, it'll ne- always, it, not only will like I said, it'll never be broken. It will no one will ever come close to it. Yeah, no, it's one. they always talk about the point Wayne Gretzky's points record. Uh, I think probably Cy Young's amount of wins and in, in, in starts and wins and stuff like that throughout a season. Just not not even going to come close. Just. Not yeah, just just yeah. Those are definitely the records. Just aren't not going to be broken anytime soon. I think that's a pretty good one. And uh, just another tidbit. I feel like just something I mentioned. Just another record, another franchise record, another just milestone broken against a Chicago team. Just uh, just very unfortunate. It's, it's cool that the Chicago fans somewhat get to enjoy it or watch it. Just take it in and and watch history, but. Damn, another one, another record against the Chicago team. It's just, I feel like I don't know what the trend is, and I don't know if I don't have any sort of stats on it, but I feel like it happens more often than not against uh against us and they're over here in the Windy City. So, cool. I forgot scene. what it was. A couple seasons yeah. ago, a couple seasons ago, someone on the Penguins broke a record. It might have been Crosby making a goal record or a point record. Got it against the the Blackhawks as well. 
So yeah, that's it. Really seems that this is always happening. Not just the Blackhawks. Just well, I mean, Chicago yeah, just teams. just yeah. off the top of my head, just you know, Brian Robinson Jr. scoring his his first career touchdown this year. Against he got the shot. He got shot. Uh, this the the game with Ovechkin that just happened yesterday. I feel like uh, I think Josh Naylor scoring or having eight RBIs after oh, yeah. after yeah, the seventh that. inning in a game is held against the White Sox, and I'm sure I don't know someone took a fucking fat dump on the co- on the Cubs sometime this year and had, yeah had probably record. so it's just something like that. It's just like why every single was time, it Spen- no I was thinking Spencer Strider's rookie strikeout record, but that wasn't against the Cubs this year. I mean it's it, it makes a ton of sense considering we have we have a prominent teams. And we have the we have teams in basically all major sports. We've been like the hit like long. We've probably been. I mean, the original six in in the in the NHL. We were one of the first two teams in the NFL. So I mean, yeah. it kind of makes a ton of sense that all these records are broken against us in some sort of way. But how in the fuck does it happen so often? I don't know. I don't know. It shouldn't happen this this often this this many times. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty cool. I think that's like I said. Either either way, still good on him. I do like the comments though. Like I said, I'm I'm a little bit uh outside looking in when it comes to just NHL. I, I keep up with scores and shit like that, but when it comes to like players and where everyone goes and everyone's name, it's a fucking whirlwind. But looking through looking through like people talking the shit, I would just love the comments. Just it, it, Ovechkin does this, he's this, that, and the other. And the top comment is always Crosby better. <laughs> just simply, yeah, just yeah, simply that. Oh, it's always I've seen favorite. the same thing with uh. I know we're going to talk about it in a minute here. This is probably a good transition. The new MVP trophy yeah. in the NBA. And yep. I saw a lot of all the posts, obviously, that it's the new Jordan MVP. And the first top comment, LeBron's better. Like, <laughs> relax, relax. Give, give, yeah, let first Michael of all, Jordan, no, he's, just, he's not. Yeah, no, and he's just not. second of all, like, yeah, it's about damn time that Michael Jordan finally has a trophy named after him in the NBA. Uh, I, I'll just go over this really quick. I, I, I love how it looks. It's really, it, it, there's a tons of tons of like Easter eggs and stuff like that. So I'll go over it. The NBA posted a picture of it and all the points of articulation and, and stuff like that. And like I said, it's 23.6 inches in height and weighs 23.6 pounds. A nod to his Jersey mm. and the amount of uh, championships. He's won the, Crystal what about ball. 45? He was 45 for a little bit. We don't we don't talk about that. We don't talk that about was that. the Jordan we don't talk about. Yeah, exactly. Uh 23 uh on the on the top of this a crystal ball, 23 point fa- uh, face facetted crystal ball, and not his jersey number once again. Uh he's at a, on this platform, it's angled at about 15 degrees, and not his 15 seasons as in his career. Uh the base is five sides a nod to the amount of times he's won the MVP. And there's a little nameplate on the front of it. And that's six sides that has six sides. And again, that's to represent the amount of championships he's won. So, I mean, this is a hefty piece of, of, uh, yeah, of, of artillery, or excuse me, not artillery of, of hardware right here to, to run around and hold. I think that's, I think it looks great. A lot of people are bitching and moaning for the exact reason that you said, just, they don't think maybe Jordan doesn't deserve it for X, which is ridiculous to say. To say that he's not the best in any sort of capacity is just wild. But I mean, I guess I guess you can just sit here and say that's been, that's bias and whatever the fuck. But again, that's it's it's crazy. Again, just more people just like not not good with change. They don't like new things. But 
I mean, this this Jordan one looks phenomenal. The other ones, in my opinion, they're not bad. They just look like maybe uh, maybe I'm just showing my how I grew up as a kid. But did you ever freeze like your toys in the freezer as a kid? Like you ever just like get a cup of water and then just put. Like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly how I feel. These other uh, trophies look and, and feel like to me. I don't know. That's just they look OK. And they and they look fine and all, but every again, everyone's just mad at the names and that we're using history and that oh, you use Jim, you use John Havlicek instead of Jamal Crawford for the Six Man of the Year award. Just like, dude, relax and like, you, you, okay, we can't be ignorant at all, all hours of the day. Like, we need to still observe and go back in time and be like, hey, you know, we don't watch these games, but these guys from the 50s and the 60s still did important shit. So give them their due, name the stuff after them, and they're just as deserving as, I don't know, like I said, Jamal Crawford or uh, even even if so, like a LeBron James, or people are still upset that Kobe Bryant isn't the new logo of the NBA. Like, again, I'm sorry he's dead, but God damn, like, we can't just flip everything just just to make everyone feel nice all the time. No, the 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 logo, the recognized logo, the way that everyone knows whether you speak English or you don't speak anything at all, whether you're just completely mute, you'd be like, that's the NBA. I they play basketball. That's a sport. But if you just changed it all right now, again, I'm just going on a tangent right now of everything. It's gonna look bad, it's gonna look stupid. And, it, you know, to anybody that does, doesn't already know, they do have a, an award after Kobe Bryant. Well, for some, it might not be important in, in some light. It is, the N, it is the MVP of the All-Star game. And to those on the outside looking in, you might not see that, oh, it's just a, a, a little award that they won't care about. In my mind, the players are going to care about that award. So that's still a nice yeah. award to be named after, to still have. Like we always joke around and say, oh, the All Star game is just, they don't, they're going to put up 200 points. They don't play any defense. Now that they have this Kobe, they've had it for two or two or three seasons now. Now that they have that name on the MVP, it means something to them. They want to win that. They want to go out there and still perform for the honor of putting up and, and like honoring Kobe Bryant in that aspect so i kind of went off on a crazy tangent all over the place but either way these trophies look nice they look good on any thought on these on these guys you know it is a cool it is a cool looking trophy um it's always great when you can um you know immortalize and there you don't even need to re- immortalize michael jordan we already everyone knows who he is, he is you never you've never wa- you you could never watch a basketball game in your entire life and you still know who Michael Jordan is, unless you live in a fucking mud hut in in some corner of the world that you know, just some third world country. No, even then, I would be like, I could show them a basketball, and they would probably be like, Michael Jordan. Jordan, like, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. you like, know, everyone yes, knows who it. that is. So, uh, yeah, it is a cool looking trophy. Just the little intricacies, like the like you said, the five sides or the six sides or whatever it is, uh, the angle that they put the degree on. Tons of detail. Uh, just it. a lot, a lot of little details like that. That's that's definitely cool. It's a it's a, it's a cool looking fucking trophy. Yeah, and like nice and hefty, nice and sturdy. Would probably think probably think somewhere like uh like the Heisman or, or something like that. It's like, yeah, probably yeah. Gonna, probably in the rings of that. Again, and you could be the judge of whether or not you like how this one looks or how the other ones look. I think the other ones look okay. It's just like, who really cares? I mean, up until now, they really didn't have any like recognizable names. I don't know. I Everyone will bitch and moan about this, but it's like, I, 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 again, I've kind of heard this argument of like, in, in the NHL, 
I can't, I, I can't even recognize what's the MVP. What's, what's this, what's that. I only know maybe the con Smythe. And I think that's for the goalies at the best goalies. Like I can't con Smythe is the playoff MVP. Okay. So see, like, I don't yeah. even like, it's kind of, it's yeah. very, it's very, very confusing. So maybe, maybe need a rehearsal in that. Or again, yeah, the Stanley cup on the other myself. hand, everyone knows who that is. Yes. I think in my opinion, yes. the Stanley cup is far and away the most idolized trophy in yes. the sports like that yes. or by the Lombardi that, or that yeah. right. Like the, like to put every player's name that has ever won the trophy on the trophy. That's just special. That, that just, you got the entire history of your game on, on one trophy, which is just, yeah. which is awesome. Like, yeah, but yeah, like you said, the NBA, the commissioner trophy, the world series, like it's okay. But um, yeah, we need to fucking upgrade some of these trophies now that we think about it. Yeah, yeah. Now absolutely. that we're talking about it, you know, I think the M- M- NBA MVP or for the finals is the Bill Russell Award. Again, more very much deserved. I think he, he won eleven championships. And he probably won all eleven MVPs for that for those championships, if not at least nine or ten of them. So that's pretty good. I mean, Wayne Gretzky probably deserves a name for him in the in the NHL awards or something like that. That should just be the MVP. I don't know. That's in my mind. I know the the. Heart or whatever. I, I don't know. They probably have some sort of issue with it. Either way, uh, still on NBA. The only one one other thing I had, nothing too crazy, not really much of a bitching and moaning fest, but just something I something you got to you know, maybe get your mind and your thoughts on it. Draymond Green tossed a fan out, and it's just one of those where wasn't there a lot of people weren't there, obviously, and everyone on the internet's gonna have like, oh, this, this, this happened. Uh, the report was just simply that he said something threatening to Draymond Green. Uh, you know, it's the inner the interaction on in what what we saw on Twitter. While it probably wasn't the full inter, in, uh, exchange of of words, seemed pretty tamed. Print seemed pretty mild. Seemed like Draymond Green was handling the situation actually pretty maturely for for a Draymond Green situation. You know, while he did still. Uh, cry a little bit towards the end and still ended up talking to a referee and kicking that man out of the game. I, I don't know. It, it's it's a toss up of it, when you are that low and we, we've already gone over a couple interactions with fans. We've we said that Joseph Nurkic and the one fan talking about how he was like threatening his grandmother's life or some shit like that. When, when you're down that that level, you're almost a part of the game. You're literally within years, years length of, of these players. So you got to watch what you say. You can't just say ridiculous shit. You aren't at home. This isn't the internet. So yeah, while you are a hundred percent like responsible for what you say, we can't sit here and, and be like, just completely rely on like the players. Like, I hate this idea that like, Oh, this big millionaire can just be like, Hey, he said something mean and whether, and whether he said it or not, it's just basically they believe him and he's gone. And it's just like, again, I'm not going to sit here and, and like die on the hill of like, Oh, this, this fan is innocent. Cause I wasn't there. I don't know who said what, where, when, 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 why, but there's just nothing in place for like, Oh, I didn't say this. Like, this isn't like, you just kind of go, you would have to rely on the fans that were there and everybody else it's just i don't know it's a very hairy situation very sticky like i said i'm not gonna hate on dream on green anymore he's he's as much of a dipshit as he always is gonna be but he actually did an okay job here didn't didn't motherfuck anybody didn't hit anybody this time so it just looks a little 
looks a little rough when you're like this big, big bad boy on the team yeah. and you're uh, you're like the ass kicker or whatever. And then you're like, ref, he said something. Get that harder. Get that. My, my fan who paid all this money to sit on the floor. Get him out of here. I don't like what he said. <laughs> like, shut up. Shut up. It's just a, it's a tough look at a hundred percent. So I don't know. Like I said, yeah, I'm, not gonna, that's, I'm not going to support it, whatever, but there you go. That's yeah. That's just it. my opinion. Like if you're the big, bad, tough guy fighting your teammates, talking shit on the court, you know, uh, jag off that Draymond B, Draymond green has been his entire career. If you can't take it, don't dish it. Like yeah. you've been doing that your entire career. I know it's, you know, <laughs> I'm it sorry. seemed pretty tamed I, with that fan, but like, like I just thought like if Ben Wallace was like, like telling, telling the referee to kick a fan out. He would lose all of his credibility in, in the mid two thousands, like just shit like that. It's just where, where we are, I guess in society, I suppose where we are for sure in the end, the game of the NBA, which just gotten so fucking soft. I mean, be just, Charmin ultra soft soft over there i mean it's ridiculous <laughs> i Charmin i don't I don't, I don't know soft, it's i i again no, i'm not i'm not gonna be right. i'm not gonna be supporting anyone like like i said like your family deserves to perish you deserve to get yeah no car. If, you're, if you're seeing shit like that then yeah, yeah that's right gnarly through, so that's that completely out of, out of pocket that's wrong but like if you're dude you suck like just shit like that you can't you can't handle that or something like that if it's Really, all like again. It just don't. We don't know exactly what he said. He just said he threatened me. He was a th- he was threatening. Yeah. Threatened. What does that mean? I threaten my aunt every Christmas just by eating meat. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with your threatened. Yeah. Two, I just spit all over the ground. That's you really. You're threatened. Threatened is anything nowadays. So uh, yeah, it's shut just... the from coming from big fucking donkey face retard fucking. <laughs> Fuck it! I'm gonna fight my teammates. Is that too? Like you're threatened. You're threatened by a guy that's probably a foot shorter than you. I mean, like I said, I didn't really get a get a full full rundown of this guy, but I don't know this intangibles. But if you're six eight, six nine, two hundred and seventy pounds, and you got twelve other guys ready to help you out. I wouldn't be worrying about a fan who's being yeah. a little mean to me that day. I would probably yeah, say, hey, yo, up, shut up, and then call it a day. Because once you get one of those, like, you're done. Unless you're, unless you're like, a comedian and you're ready to have, like, a, like a comeback ready to go, unless you're, like, on all of your wits ready to go, you're going to be sitting in there and you're going to shut the hell up the rest of the way because you don't want to get embarrassed any more than you already are. So, I mean, again, I don't know. Tough look both ways. Uh, NBA can handle it however they do. I don't, I don't think anyone's getting anything any out of this. But a lot of people, again, on online, I don't really look into it. But someone, I don't even remember the name. They're like, they should be, they they should be taken out. They should be identified, and it should be going over the intercom of who this person is and why they'll be getting kicked out. I'm like, whoa, yeah, you whoa, might whoa, as well whoa, just whoa. give them their address, yeah, exactly, like social whoa, whoa, whoa. What, and where they we, work, we contact their employer. Yeah, we're just gonna dox Shut this person to thirty to forty thousand other people in this building. Like, no, <laughs> no, that is ridiculous. We're gonna no, that's not how we do this here. And that's exactly what they do in like the in the NFL games when a when an idiot runs onto the field. We're not gonna stop the game. Take a picture of him and be like, this is Jimmy Smith from uh, Downers Grove, and we're going to make sure that he doesn't come back to any more Bears games this year. So if you see him, make sure you say bye. Like, what? What? <laughs> what whose idea was that? And like, I only brought that up because it was like highly upticked and highly retweeted. I'm like, who's? 
who's sharing this thought? Why would probably you people who idea? don't watch basketball? Yeah, have never been to a basketball game. How I have no idea how the interaction between players and fans work. They're just probably fucking Karen sitting on their couch with a bowl of gluten-free sherbet with a fucking bottle of wine with their eight cats all alone. Oh, yeah, we should fucking end his life. Shut up. Yeah, and it's just like I said, I saw that from a reply from like an actual uh, verified account. They didn't pay for it again off the top of my head. I don't know. Just some beat reporter for the for the Golden State Warriors that was reporting on it. So either way, that's just uh some fun stuff that happens around the around the league, around the NBA. Uh, you know how like you go to a sporting event and let's just say like a White Sox game. You know how they have like uh, the pitching machine where fans can go up and they can just throw the ball and like the little the little side attractions that most sporting events have. Yeah, they should have one where you can fight the players. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. Seriously, actually. like you pay put the like VR on, put the gloves on. No oh, actual yeah, fucking oh, players. Okay, I want to fight Donkey Kong. Fucking Draymond oh, so Green funny. after the game. You gotta you pay. Old- you gotta pay like five grand or something like that. But. You get some older players that are little, maybe a little down on their luck, but like they yeah. had really shitty careers in there. And there, you're like, I want to. Yeah. It. Like, just get or Nick Swisher like- over on the socks. You're like, yeah, I'll fucking fight Nick Swisher for a minute and just ten, ten like twenty dollars for a minute round. Or, like a or he's like, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to. I'll put him in the cage and I, I like all these guys that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, how the fuck he didn't swing at that? That's I'd hit that out of the park. Okay, we're gonna bring in. 50 year old Greg Maddox and see if you can actually hit a ball, you there know, or oh, you put fun. Nick Swisher in the box and see if you can strike out. Oh, Nick I mean, that Swisher was the concept for like pros that. versus Joe's. You remember exactly. that? Like, TV exactly. Show? We need oh, that, that back. Oh, we need that back that so back. bad, especially nowadays where everyone's like, I could have caught that. Everyone's yeah. online throwing up their TikTok. But okay, here's 45 year old Champ Bailey to cover fucking five foot seven Jimmy from Franklin Park. Let's see if he can actually cover. Oh, wait, or if he can actually catch the, the ball. Who's that guy in the Steelers that still? I mean, he was on the Steelers. Harrison, who's just ridiculous. James Harrison, just, yeah, yeah. James Harrison. <laughs> Take a tackle from James. That wasn't a fucking personal foul. Okay, <laughs> here comes a fucking door open and the smoke billows out and emerges James Harrison. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna fuck you up. See. If that wasn't a foul. All right, you're okay. gonna have to go get your, your goal. Tackle the quarterback, the opponent, Joe Thomas, former Cleveland Brown. You're like, fuck. yeah, yeah, fuck <laughs> me. How do you not fucking make that tackle? Here comes Jerome Bettis. <laughs> See if you can make the fucking tackle. Well, honestly, you could probably tackle him now. He's like 300 fucking pounds. That dude can't move. Yeah, or you just box Frank Gore or something like that for money too. Yeah, or it's way. like it, like you get Mike Tyson just holding a sign. Oh 20 no, bucks, punch would, me. No. Twenty bucks, punch me in the face. Forty bucks, I'll punch you in the face. Or Mike Tyson like could have no muscle in his arms. I still wouldn't want to take a punch from him. I would. He would <laughs> I wouldn't care. It's just not worth it. Not not worth it. Uh, yeah, we're getting towards the later end of the show. A little bit of wrestling to wrap it up, but I think I got a little fun one. I'll I'll throw in uh, Troy's call. I've been unfortunately really bad at this, so let me throw in a little bit of update, a little bit of Kentucky news from our boy Troy. If you're good with that, I'll go ahead and get her started. So this yeah, is, uh, let's Troy. see what Troy's got to say. Troy coming in with his Kentucky update. What you got for us, dude? What's up, my favorite podcast? Here's a Kentucky update. So Alan, take your notes. Kentucky football, win against Missouri, loss against Vanderbilt, loss against Georgia, win against Louisville, Elstown. Bowl game is New Year's Eve versus Iowa, rematch of the Citrus Bowl, played on January 1st. 
and Rich Scangolero got fired because he can't call a fucking play to save his life. Third and 13, and you're calling a two-yard screen pass? They ain't going to cut it, Rich. It's that <laughs> Rich Scangolero. It's that even your real name. I think your real name should be Hot Garbage personally but Burn. you lost me a lot of money and you lost the dungeons a lot of money sure um in 2024 i'd like to invite the i'd like to invite the sorry words are hard in 2024 i'd like to invite the dungeons to our to the kentucky football or bust trip we would just go down to kentucky watch a kentucky football game do some stuff in Kentucky, then come home. And yes, we will have Alan take his notes. Um, transition to the Kentucky basketball. Howard and DuQuincy were wins. Loss against Michigan State. Win against uh, South Carolina State. Uh, Gonzaga was a loss. And back-to-back wins against Bellarmine and Florida. And in 2023, Kentucky basketball will be coming to the United Center. And yes, we'd have to go. So, And yes, we will also make sure Alan takes his notes. Um, Alan, I beat you in fantasy. I mm-hmm. locked you down in Turkey Bowl. Oh. If... If we meet it up in the playoffs for fantasy, which I hope we do, uh, it's going to be interesting. That's how I'm going to leave it because I'm not showing up to the Turkey Bowl next year because I'm embarrassed of my offensive performance. Oh, come on. And no, I didn't use PEDs like Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> Fucking scumbag. Thank you. Um, okay. Let's go back. That's it. Go pack go. Oh. Go Kentucky. Thank you, everyone. And fuck you, Josh Donaldson. And Alan, I hope you took your notes. There we go. Thank you very much, Troy, as always. I mean, you, no, you're coming back for the for the turkey bowl. There, you, you, yeah, he made a couple know. catches. Yeah, absolutely. He, he got well, he made more catches than Allen. Allen sure should did. be there. Yeah, absolutely. Very much looking also forward to yeah, he was he was alluding to something. I think Kentucky basketball, and I think there's another game. Uh a little bit of a like a, not a tournament, but a mini mini little like two games at the United Center back to back for for a day. So that's gonna be pretty cool. I actually will be considering going to that. I I would love to go see a little a little college basketball with D one competitive teams. Yeah, that sounds awesome for the for guys who probably end up seeing in the NBA sometime soon as well. So that that'll be good all around. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh makes a ton of sense. Uh, thank you, Troy. As always, we we'll be checking in with you, Alan. Hopefully, you're checking, you're making, you're taking your notes as well. Uh, without further ado, we got one little. I got two little things wrestling wise, but one real thing we'll be like focusing on, I guess, for uh, just the sake of we actually have the we understand the story and and it's, it's more interesting than the other one. Uh, Roosh is you know. We saw in the final battle, if you if you checked in, this this was the one match that uh, Bill was talking about that had the little funky ending that had a fucked up ending. Uh, that might have been some little quarrel, little mix up between the refs or something like that. He actually did uh, post uh, Cody Rhodes's gif of where's that referee? 
he wants to fuck on me. That famous story that came out a couple of years ago, if you were following around in the, the wrestling wrestling aura and, and online and stuff like that. So he posted that again, alluding to the funky uh, final battle ending. I I heard that he had been suspended for, for something. If, it, if this is true, I, I'm not entirely sure. So I didn't want to, like I said, didn't want to harp on it too much or stay on top of the subject. It's, it's a tough, it's, it's tough. I mean, he's been pretty good. They've been, they've been trying to focus in on him, especially like with Andrade, maybe on his way out. He wasn't, he, he had just been suspended as well. If the, like I said, this is actually true. He was for sure suspended. That's why he's been off of AEW and, and ROH for these past few months for his, uh, him and his, his interactions with Sammy Guevara. So, you know, it's uh, I guess it makes makes sense, but it's it's tough because I do want to see a guy like Rushu. He's young. He's got a ton tons of uh of uptick to him, so he could uh get in the ring and be exciting. And you know, he's former Ring of Honor World Champion. He's uh, he's got all the upsides to that. He put want to put it on before he could put it on him again. So tough when he's got to be out for X amount of time. So hopefully back. Hopefully nothing nothing too crazy. If even yeah, if this hopefully is true. I like Rush. I like yeah. Rush too. Yeah, that and then just the the faction that they, they've been a part of as of late, gaining traction, gaining heat, and stuff like that. So it's it's good. You want to keep him there, but unfortunately, if he's going to be gone for some time, that's uh, be going to be a damper on that. Uh, last one, the you know, the one that we were going to focus on, just because like well, we saw we saw everything, we saw the everything that happened, and then oh, we saw very, everything. Yeah, uh, kind of, and then just Whoa. crazy to see. <laughs> it just, I mean, it came out of nowhere. Mandy Rose was. Uh, Post, I think she had a 413 day reign as the NXT Women's Champion. So obviously over a year, uh, keeping it together, putting together some good matches. I myself do, don't tune into NXT very often. This NXT 2.0 has been just a god awful product overall. So just haven't really been tuning in. But she's been the bright spot of supposedly in the programming, and we it was weird to see that she just randomly gets uh. A match in on just just regularly on on NXT on the regular programming on their weekly schedule. Sure enough, drops the title to I don't even know. Honestly, it's almost like create a player in these in these NXT games world in little world. So I, I don't even know for the they had to bring back the new day just so that somebody somewhere has some sort of name that you could tangibly say and be like, oh okay, I don't know who that is. Like there's just nobody on the NXT roster. It's just like. Huh? So that's fine and dandy, but uh oh there we go. Just had to fart. Just thinking about this in general. Just like I said, when I think about NXT, it's just not not that great. Doesn't doesn't intrigue me. But yeah, seeing this, there was plans that she was going to Mandy Rose was going to have this until uh the New Year's Eve uh pro uh, uh promotion that they have coming up sometime soon for NXT. Uh like I said, they scrapped that because of these risque uh photos that she has leaked uh violating her contract of posting con- uh, posting content outside of her outside of what is allowed and whatnot uh some of these are like i said of little risky we see some nipple we actually see basically her whole ass and yeah you see a little butthole a little rim little rimage so i mean yeah they they went ahead and she she let everything out and shows it showed it all to everybody. I don't know what the game plan was or if it's behind it. I think I think it's behind some sort of paywall, but it did get leaked, unfortunately, for her. So yeah, uh being released for this exact reason. I mean, it's a little in my mind, 
I know where we are in society. Again, back to where, like, where we are in society, this day and age, and everyone, what's acceptable and what isn't. But it's such a tough look when WWE used to encourage their, not women, their divas to go up and post on for Playboy, be the cover model for Playboy. But now, like, you know, you know, it's a little bit much. You know, they're showing, she's showing nipple and basically her whole fucking asshole. But it's a little hypocritical when you got that being released or it's up on a paywall just because the WWE can't get their filthy fucking hands on it and can't get a little squeeze every penny out of this bitch that they can. They're going to just go ahead and release her and, be- and blame it on the fact that she posted something outside of her contract. And they might even allude to the fact that like, Oh, it's a little risque. So maybe, maybe she wasn't the uh, home entertainer that your family would have been uh, provided by or whatever. So I don't know. A lot of a lot of dorks on the internet are like, "This is bad. She should be released. Just that and the other. She's doing this." And then they're like, "The basement dwellers that think this is okay just want to see nipple because they're they're nerds and they don't get pussy." And just like, bro, it's just pictures. It's nothing that related to like she didn't mother like she didn't motherfuck anybody. She didn't hurt anybody. She's just putting up her ass behind a paywall. Like every other else, every other woman else does. Like, I don't, I don't see, again, I don't see the personal issue with it. Uh, I, I'm sure that you probably don't either, but like, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. Any thoughts on this one? I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for are. it. I'm happy that they released her. Um, hopefully she can uh, find her way to AW. Just add to the already massive collection of asses that we have. I mean, have that's exactly what it would be. It wouldn't really be her adding any wrestling talent to that. To that's that fine. Pool. It'd just be another big ass to look at. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Get her, Jamie Hader, Sky Blue, Kiara Hogan. Oh my God, I'm gonna go use the bathroom. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. No, but I again, like like you said it perfectly. Like just the history of WWE and all the the exploiting they've done of women over the years, whether it's the bra and panties matches, the fucking, uh, um, the mud matches, encouraging I mean, they them just to dropped. I don't know if you saw, they dropped the nine lives of Vince McMahon on vice this, uh, this week on this. It actually just happened. Just, it just, uh, premiered last night, Tuesday. It was, uh, well, it's kind of a little bit of a disappointing documentary. I'll be, I'll be a little honest, kind of very much just rehashed footage and interviews from, from all the dark side of the ring episodes kind of mashed together. But yeah, when you go back and it's like, not only just all the scandals that Vince McMahon did himself, but when they just show this B-roll footage of him making out with Trish Stratus, making out with Stacey Keebler, basically sniffing Stacey Keebler's asshole right in front of 50 million people or whatever, 5 million people live on television. But no, let's all forget about that. But because this bitch put up, you know, she's just like in the shower. I, I don't know. It, I know. I know. Like, like I said, I'm not the biggest Mandy Rose fan or whatever, but to like sit here and like uh, to, to hate on her or to like put like shame on you. What? What are you talking about? I just it's it's crazy to think that it's just whatever. And I know these these wrestlers and the, especially if you're in the WWE, you get a big enough contract. But, you know, a lot of crazy, weird fans are still going to do a lot for some side action. So, yeah, doing these side po- posters and stuff like that, 
it's still going to be encouraged to do. It's still going to be like, it's money. It's money to be made. So they're going to do it. So I don't know. I, in my mind, like I said, I feel like it's simply not what she put out. It might be a little bit, but it's not the fact that she put it out. It's the fact that the WWE isn't getting any compensation for some extra, extra. Yeah, uh, and I wouldn't stuff. doubt that at That's all. That's the only reason that they're making this a, any sort of big deal. <laughs> if it was for free and it just like accidentally got leaked, she probably would have got suspended. But like just because she's getting paid for it, she breached part of her contract and must be released. Ridiculous. <laughs> just so fucking ridiculous. And again, just shows you how they go two steps forward the wwe does and then just three giant steps back every single time it's just i'm reading this every time they're like oh we're bringing in all this new talent we finally got braun Strowman back and bray wyatt and carl anderson then luke gallows while those names all suck besides maybe bray wyatt but i mean that's if you're into mythical mythological uh scary monsters scary monsters as you're wrestling if that's if that's what you're into go he's for been it. telling this story about his uncle for fucking like two months now when care. you're gonna yeah, actually uncle wrestle howdy, shove uncle howdy when are you actually ass. gonna wrestle like what the fuck are you doing yeah it's like just you're so not mjf boring. yeah you can't go out there mjf it, it, this sounds so stupid but nick you'll understand what i'm saying if mjf never wrestled again and just went out there and fucking talked it would still be entertaining yeah like, that's how good he is but no, obviously Obviously, I want to see him wrestle because he's a great wrestler, but like he no one's on that level. And Uncle Fuckface, Howdy Doody, fucking Bray Wyatt. Um, Bray Wyatt, how you fucking those stupid way he talks. I want to yeah. punch him. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. if you're into that slow, methodical wizard bullshit. I guess you like it, but that just seems so stupid to me. Yeah. I don't like I, I know just like you, I don't watch it week to week, but I stay up to date with sort of what's going on in WWE. And it's just like he came back and he's still talking about whatever the fuck he's yeah. been talking about for the last two months. Like, are you going to wrestle? Are you going to yeah. feud with anybody? You're just going to sit there and talk. And that's exactly what the new was some report about Triple H's feelings towards all the new talent that they've just hired. Like, no one's really. Uh, what would it be? They're not really making a name for themselves while they're always like, oh, cool. They're all back. It was maybe a little bit of like, oh, they're all back at the same time. So we can't really feel like anyone's special. And just more of the more of the fact that like no one's really like making themselves a big name. Like like you just said, I would have taken Ricky Starks and MJF talking over all three hours of Raw two days ago and probably a majority of SmackDown the other day. So it just goes to show you. And I mean, they (laughs) exactly like. It's just that interaction is just so uh, loose and the, like they're so good and it's just like so like it, like I said you could watch that for ten minutes and not even know that that went by and then you go watch Dollar Store Dwayne and then you go watch Raw and these two guys go whoever it may be I don't even know maybe the Miz and Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio whatever whoever it may be it's just so. Uh, rehearsed and just like they're reading from teleprompters and that they they have to hit their cues. Otherwise it just sounds more cringy than it already is. And it's just not good. It's simply not good. So all those hardos that say this, that, and the other, I mean, it's just simply that it's just the, like I said, the talent that they brought in isn't hitting their mark. Triple H just really isn't, isn't getting there. And the, the, the more reports of, Oh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson might win the Royal Rumble, and they were like, 
well, what the fuck was this all even about then? Like, what are we doing if we're just going to put Rock versus Roman Reigns and then maybe we'll get Cody and somebody else? And then they're all freaking out like we're like Gunther. I mean, Gunther's great. Walter is great. But going up against Brock Lesnar, he's not the he's not a good matchmaker. He's not that this isn't what he's going to do. If you want to watch Brock Lesnar get chopped 20 times and then watch it Walter get thrown around 20 times. That's what that match is going to be. I don't understand why everyone gets all wrapped up in what a Brock Lesnar match is going to be. So that doesn't, again, that doesn't spark my interest. It just doesn't, uh, again, all these guys, I know too much about the back, like how the sausage is made. So I can't like any of these guys. I don't like how Triple H is. I don't like Shawn Michaels just for just because they're fucking attitudes and what they used to do back in the day. So can't get around it. Don't like it. Whatever. That's basically it. Honestly, I'm just otherwise we can just keep going and going on about wrestling and all that fun stuff. But it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, winter is coming. Uh, winter is coming. Winter is basically here for AEW. That's that'll be fun later on tonight. I'll be we'll be packing up in a little bit and heading on over to Mike's for. Oh to yeah, watch that. MJF, so Ricky Starks, winner take uh, all for the Dynamite Diamond Ring and the World Championship. Fucking House of Black in action. They took off that fucking women's. The tag team match with Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and Britt Baker. So that's, something must be going on okay. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, think thought, that I thought that was going to be... be fucking Sasha Banks, but I guess not. Nah, I think they'll just probably be eating into some time. Sasha Banks is, is going to be at Russell Kingdom, the, the New Japan show. So that'll be cool. And that's actually probably going to be coming up in the, probably I think this Saturday, like 2 o'clock our, our time. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. So something like that. But that's the report that Sasha Banks will be at uh, – We'll be at Wrestle Kingdom. That's also the big thing. It's like, oh, Wrestle Kingdom and New Japan posting something like first time ever that WWE, AEW, New Japan and Impact talent will all be at a New Japan show. And I'm like, Carl Anderson is the WWE talent, quote unquote talent. So I don't know if uh, that's really what we want to see. Again, he's defending his never open weight championship that we were talking about a couple couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. Never open weight. It should be called nobody ever watches. Yeah, never never going to want to see that match. Is nobody. It should be called nobody never gives a fuck championship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh, that's OK. I'll, I'll tune in the rest of it. I know Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega is probably going to be a part of that. So that'll be that'll be awesome to see either way. Tons of fun stuff. We got wrestling on the docket later today. We got fantasy, your fantasy football playoffs. That starts this week. Make sure you're tuning in for, I mean, yeah, I mean, not tuning in over here, but I mean, we'll have a fantasy football show for our D's nuts leagues. So maybe tune into that or something. If you want some more insight to our league, insight on some fantasy. If you just want to hear some fun stuff, more shit talk, we'll be doing that later. But, yeah, I mean, good luck to everybody. Alan, take your notes. Thank you, for everyone, for listening, tuning in to episode, what are we, 146? 146? 146. Uh, one 146. thing before we go. Noah go Syndergaard to the Dodgers, one-year deal. What? Noah yeah. Syndergaard, the Dodgers. One year. No, not a DC. He's been okay the last No, I mean, he, he stepped up. I mean, he did just enough in his Phillies role to just be a viable option. If he could yeah. be a good enough arm, there you go. Um, yeah, like I said, either way, 146 in the books. Thank you for listening. Uh, Troy, thank you for tuning in, sending in our thing, sending in the, uh, the the voice call. Sorry, I couldn't get to it until now. Everybody else, thank you for tuning in, showing up, show, watching us on YouTube, still listening to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you want to do. Share us around. We'd appreciate that. Points bet, code SYS9. Help yourself out. There's some f- risk-free bets and help us out over here. 
anything else if i'm not mistaken take care enjoy good luck everywhere else watch some football watch some wrestling do it all uh that's it see you guys next week oh yeah